The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. Blessed be your holy name. We thank you once again for the privilege and the access we have into your presence that we can come together this evening on site and online. And Lord, we pray that you will touch every heart connected to you in this service touch everyone that has gathered together with us in this meeting 
let us not remain the same we pray in the name of Jesus anoint us afresh to move forward to advance to press on regardless of what obstacles and challenges we may be faced with thank you that you have given us all it takes to be all that we you have called us to be and we invite you into our midst this evening have your way we pray in the name of Jesus and the people of God shouted a louder hallelujah praise God forevermore help me appreciate a neighbor and then you can be seated in God's presence glory be to God hallelujah one of our pastors from the Okoba church is with us this evening Pastor God's will, Akman, it's good to see you. He's actually our new African missions director. So, in case he approaches you and tells you that the Lord is saying that you should be one of the evangelists we are trying to raise to go into the world, <laughs> whether physically or in your dream, in case you are just sleeping and you see his face calling you, Maybe it's just God inviting you to your own next level. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ask your neighbor for me, how has your week been? How are you doing? I like the smile on your face. Let me tell your neighbor, I see you are smiling. You're looking good. Let me ask your neighbor, are you ready to press forward? Are you ready to press on? Are you ready to advance? Glory be to God. Who is ready tonight to press forward, to advance? Glory, glory be to God. All right, let's see how much ground we can cover tonight. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Let's start with that verse. That's really going to be our focus tonight. Matthew eleven twelve. I'm sure you are familiar with this verse. And from the days of John the Baptist, Jesus speaking, until now. Somebody say until now. From the days of John the Baptist up until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Suffers there is allows. It's not like heaven is suffering. There's no suffering in heaven. This is just old English. It allows violence. And the violence or those that use that violence or operate in that violence, um, take it. They take the kingdom. They seize the kingdom. They are able to um, operate in the kingdom. But they have to do it by force. Again, this is a very popular verse. But I, I think it's, it's um, very important to the subject we are dealing with. If you are going to press forward... And both words in that phrase are important and operational. Number one, you should move forward, you should advance, you should rise higher, you should go to new levels. So there's that place of forward movement, progress. Um, we saw in Proverbs 4.18 last week, the path of the judge shines brighter and brighter. That brighter and brighter life, better and better life, um, sweeter and sweeter life, which is what God has ordained for us and what God wants for every single one of us. If we are going to um, have that forward movement or experience that moving forward, it will require a press. Can I hear somebody say press? And that's what Jesus is talking about here. You are not going to press forward. And again, particularly the part we are talking about, there is a place of you are trying to move forward and things are just working. That's good. And that happens sometimes. But that's not really what we need teaching about or instruction about. We are talking about when there's resistance. When there's resistance. You want to move forward maritally, but something is just not working. When you are in those kind of situations, you are going to require to take it by force. Glory be to God. Somebody say, I take it by force. I take my healing by force. I take my prosperity by force. 
violence. Now, not physical violence. Not that you should go and slap your pastor or slap the person that you think is owing you money. And we're going to look at some things in the Old Testament today. Please understand that the script has changed. We are not asking you to do exactly the physical things we saw them doing in the Old Testament. But those stories and those experiences were recorded for us that we can now spiritually apply them. I mean, those of us in this generation. So you don't read in the Old Testament, ah, the children of Israel, God gave them the promised land and God told them to kill all the Hittites and kill, like some people will say today, some people that don't really know God, they will say that God permitted genocide. And you know, in our own generation, when you use that word genocide, it's, it has a negative connotation. So you just say, okay, yeah, God told them to kill the Hittites and the Jebusites. So you now, you want to take over in your office, you now go and you kill everybody on the board. <laughs> it sounds absurd, but nobody, that's not what the scripture is saying. And that's not um, the kind of violence that is being referred to here. But there's a need for a spiritual, a spiritual fight. Hallelujah. A fire in our spirits. Glory be to God. First John 4.4, 4, let's use that verse again to what we're going to build on tonight. First John chapter 4, verse 4. If you joined us in the 6 a.m. prayer this morning, we, we touched on this, that there are some things God has given us that are within us, and it's by using those things that God has given us that we are able to, to dominate. We read in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, it says... Um, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. There's a life that God has now put inside the believer. The life of God's way. In that life, um, in Christ, is that life, is the way. And that life gives us, men, light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. That's in John chapter 1. First John 4, 4 here, um, John says, again, watch taken by force and fighting and dominating here. You have got little children and you have overcome them. And in context here, them here was talking about evil spirits, forces of darkness. And these are the things that are really contending with us now. Even when there are human beings involved, when there are people involved, maybe there's somebody that hates you in the office or someone that is trying to sabotage your progress in the office, or even family, extended family or something, or it can even be a total stranger. There is a spiritual force driving them to do that, moving them to do that. And when it tells us to take the kingdom by force, take what we have by force, those are the it's those spiritual forces that we exert our forces against. And the beautiful thing is, it says you have overcome them because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Specifically, the Holy Spirit in you is greater than the evil spirits that are working against your progress in life. And this morning, we, we, we read from I don't want us to open um, those scriptures again because of time, so I'll just quickly quote them. We read John 1, 4, where it says that life is in us, and that life carries light. And all this is by the Holy Spirit that God has put in us. And when we operate in that light, or shine that light, the darkness cannot comprehend it. We can dominate. Hallelujah. Revelations 5.12, we read, and I believe we studied that text again on Sunday, that Christ has obtained certain things for us. He listed seven things there, power and riches, glory and honor. It's the same thing. When you operate what God has put inside of you, whether we are talking about the spirit of God that is in you, who is the custodian of all these things, we, we now have Zoe in us because the spirit of God dwells in us. We have light in us because the Spirit of God dwells in us. We have power in us. We have riches in us. We have um, wisdom in us. 
and it is greater, praise God, than anything that we are faced against. You are of God, little children. Can somebody shout tonight, I'm of God. I'm born of God. The life, the light, the wisdom, the power that you carry is of God. And you have overcome them. You have overcome them. This is something we teach about a lot in church, but we always have to keep reminding ourselves because many times in scriptures, and particularly concerning what we are talking about, about pressing forward, um, facing opposition, sometimes that opposition, the Goliath looks bigger than you. Whether you are talking physically or any way, he appears to be bigger than you has more resources than you, has more experience than you, looks bigger, looks better. And if you don't equip yourself and remind yourself with all these scriptures and all these things God is telling us, we can fall into the temptation to start believing that we don't have what it takes. And the simple truth is you have what it takes. Hallelujah. To move forward, you have what it takes. In fact, God wouldn't have told us to move forward if you didn't have what it takes. And primarily, what we have is God. You have God. And if you have God, you have everything you need to move forward. So God will often tell us to move forward, to press forward, to go forward because of what he has, now, New Testament, now applying to us in New Testament, what he has put in us. Who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. What is the lamb that was slain, who has obtained for us power and riches and, and strength and wisdom and glory and honor and blessing? And he, he has now given us these things with which if we will walk in them, we will, we will dominate, we will overcome, and we will move forward. Praise God forevermore. Somebody declare with me tonight again, if God be for me, it doesn't matter who is against me. Hallelujah. So we... we press forward by um, operating in violence, in a fight, in resistance. Oftentimes, the kingdom allows violence, allows a fight. Paul told Timothy, fight the fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on the kingdom. Lay hold on the life of God. Lay hold on the spirit of God. Lay hold on the light. Of, lay hold on it. It often takes a fight. Now, I want us to learn something powerful from Elijah here. That's really where we're going. Let me just keep with all that foundation or reminder in our consciousness. First Kings chapter 18 is our text. Um, and God told me to, tell, to say this, and this really is going to be the crux of what we want to do. Many, many times, and this is something powerful that we see in the life of Elijah, and we're just going to operate in this tonight as God is just leading us and guiding us. Knowing that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Knowing that I'm believing that I'm being reminded by God that what we have in God, in Christ, what we carry is more than enough to get us to move forward. Individually, as a family, as a church, and really where I want to focus on where I feel really impressed of God for us to address tonight is on a national level. Now, please... I know that we are not here at Asso Rock, 
and we are not the one writing the laws and, and doing all that. That's really not my, my focus tonight. But this is what the Spirit of God showed me, that many times what it takes for people on an individual level or even on a family level or an organizational level like a church, oftentimes what it takes to move forward or to press forward it's being controlled or being affected by what's going on on a national level. What goes on on a national level affects everybody in that nation. And sometimes to really move forward and be able to press forward, you need to know how to address things on a national level. And we've talked about that every now and then in church. I remember last Independence Day ceremony, God brought such a message to us. And that's what we see Elijah doing here in this story in 1 Kings 18. That's what we see Elijah doing here. He was addressing forces, spiritual forces, but they were responsible for holding the nation back. The entire nation of Israel was addressing those forces. And really, he was doing what Jesus was saying in, in the text we read in Matthew chapter 12, that the kingdom allows for violence and the violent take it by force. Before we, we look at um, Elijah on a national level here, there's a place of pressing forward on a personal level. You, you read the previous chapters. After God had told Elijah, um, proclaim a drought over the nation. And then God told him, go to the brook Cherith during the drought. And while you are there, I'm going to send ravens to take care of you. They will bring supplies for you during the day and during the night. And God always does that for us. God will always supply you. Jesus told the disciples to supply for you. Um, pray to the Father, give us this day our daily bread. Somebody say, give us this day our daily bread. Somehow, there is provision from, if we can look hard enough and allow the Spirit of God to open our eyes, the Lord is my shepherd, David said, I shall not want, makes me to lie down in green pastures. And it's God's responsibility as our Father to take care of us. But you know that story about Elijah at the brook, after a while, and this is very important, after a while, the brook dried up. The place where God sent him to, it dried up. And Elijah needed to move forward or move away from that brook to continue to experience the provision that God had designed for him during that drought. This is moving forward now on a personal level. There's a place for personal responsibility. So God had told him, go to the brook. And now that the brook has dried up, God now said, go to Zarephath. There is a widow that I've commanded to take care of you. God did not change. And God never changes. His responsibility was still the same. What was now changing was the channel that God was now using to fulfill his responsibility to Elijah. And on a personal level, Elijah needed to move. Um, if you followed the teachings, if you watched Summer Blast and watched it, I love something. Uh, one of the things Reverend George said, one of the things he said, sometimes moving forward is a matter of necessity. You don't even have a choice, you have to move forward. Sir, so if you go to school, after a while in primary one, they will tell you to go forward. Even if you are failing year after year. They won't need God to send Moses to come and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. The preacher will tell you, let my people go, go forward. <laughs> so it's just a matter of necessity. And that time had come in Elijah's walk with God in that season of the drought. There's a drought or a famine going all over the world now. It's happening in our nation. It's happening in many nations of the world. <laughs> like Pastor Shola's son told him, Daddy, things are expensive. <laughs> Out. But it's important to know that even in the midst of that, God will take care of you. Somebody lift your hands and say, God will take care of me. I can't hear you. I can't feel you. Say, God takes care of me. 
is a good, good father. But you may have to move forward from the brook to the widow. Some things may have to change. So there's a place we can look at some of these things we are, we are talking, and it, it will require a press, or it requires some action on your part, where we are looking at things on a personal level. But as we've always said in this story, please watch this now, because this is where we are going tonight. And we're going to apply some of this in what we are teaching tonight. What brought about the famine in the first place? That now made it necessary for Elijah to first of all go to the brook. And while he was there, after a while the brook dried up, he had to go to the widow. And yes, all that time, Elijah, his needs were being met by God. But what brought the problem initially? For the, the famine just didn't happen in this case. Was because there was sin in the land. The, the nation was in a backsliding state. This, there were spiritual forces that were holding the nation back and holding the nation down. And as a nation, they needed to deal with that. So it didn't matter how many locations Elijah moved on a personal level. And looking at it holistically, it didn't even matter if Elijah's needs were still being met. Because God will always be faithful. He will still do that. You have not really dealt with the root of the problem. Or the cause of the problem. And somehow, God now had to lead Elijah and help Elijah to deal with what was holding the nation back. Many times when we read scriptures, and it's okay, it's okay, I'm not saying this is wrong, we interpret these things, whether we are talking about Moses bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt and taking them to the promised land, or whether we are talking about Elijah and how they dealt with the drought, we try to bring it down to where people are on a personal level, and that is good, and there's so much we can learn from that. But really, all these stories also had national consequences. And the simple truth now is the church of Jesus Christ, which is us. Somebody say, I'm part of the church. And those of us that are here tonight, and those of us that are connected online, we are now the Elijahs of today. Can I hear a loud amen? That need to press forward. Press forward. And I believe in this nation, Nigeria, we need a lot of that at this time. Glory be to God. All right, First Kings chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18. And Elijah called the people. Let me pick up the reading. Let's read from verse... I don't want to read the whole story because I'm looking at the time. Um, okay, let me read verse 24. Let me go to verse 20, just to, to keep it in context. Verse 20, please. So Elijah sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. And if Baal, or if Baal is God, follow Baal. But the people answered, Elijah, not a word. Then Elijah said to people, it was wrong when he said this, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. And I believe we are familiar with this story. This was reading a spiritual um, the situation of the nation of Israel. And the, the, really and truly, this was what was causing all the famine and the drought. And somebody needed to address that before they could move forward or go forward, both on the national level, but even organizationally, family-wise, personally, ultimately. 
they needed to attack what was really, there were forces, spiritual forces, these prophets of Baal leading the nation into this state of idolatry that kept them back. Hallelujah. So Elijah told them to do their sacrifice to their God. You know the story. And he told them to call on the name of their God. Hallelujah. Verse 25, Elijah said to the prophet of Baal, choose one bull for yourselves, prepare it first. For you are many and call on the name of your God and put no fire under it. This is how we are going to know whose God is real. And of course, they called and called, nothing happened. Elijah mocked them, mocked their God. Hallelujah. And Elijah now called on God himself. Verse 36. I, I want to move because, because of time, because of where I want to wrap up. It came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hallelujah. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that you are the Lord and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. This was what needed to happen in the nation at that time. They needed something to shift. Their hearts are turned away from God. These false prophets, these Baal prophets, they had turned the people away from worshipping God and it had brought the nation to a place where they were under the heavy cloud of that drought. And something needed to be done to address the situation in that nation. And it, brought, it came to this place where Elijah brought them to that mountain. Verse 38, then fire of the Lord fell the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. It licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, when they saw that miracle, when they saw that sign, when Elijah called fire down as he prayed to God, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord he is God, the Lord he is God. And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal, do not let one of them escape. Praise God. So they seized them. Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and executed them. The kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence took it by force. Ah, Pastor T, are you telling us we should bring all the Muslims, all the pagans, or bring everybody down? and do one miracle, and everybody says, and then we will execute. No. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Far from it. But the, the main point here, and this is really what God will put on my heart, what is holding us back many times, it can only be addressed on a national level. It's a very simple story or a picture that it's a national thing. Sometimes it's a global thing. It's a generational thing. It goes beyond just a personal story. I don't know whether I'm making sense to you tonight. It goes beyond just a personal story. There's a way you can, and Elijah leave it. You can leave your, you do your Christianity in a way where, ah, my God shall supply all my needs. According to his riches glory, supplying my needs at the brook. I'm doing fine. And now he has asked me to move to the widow of Zerapath, and I'm doing fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But God, Elijah said, God said, you told me to do all these things at your word. God gave him an instruction. You have not yet dealt with the problem when it comes to going forward. And whatever is happening in the nation, Elijah thought, ah, I'm the only person. Later on, God told you that you're not the only one. There are about 7,000 other people that didn't bend the knee to bow. You are not the only one. Yes, the influence of the enemy, the forces of darkness over the nation or even over your generation, over the world, they are thick. But you are not the only one. There are other people too that I'm using. 
But at this time, God brought him to this place and God used him to shift the atmosphere of the nation. Hallelujah. And from that day, a cloud lifted over Israel. And things never remained the same again. Praise God forevermore. Sometimes, for us to move forward as a people of God, God will require us to do things like this. And I don't even want you to over-dramatize what I'm saying tonight. What we can do here in the context of the service, we're just going to take some time to pray. But in your own walk with God, whether it's that you are involved with evangelism, you are involved with even beyond spiritual things, pastoring a church, um, you are involved in a business, or you are doing something, we also need to realize from time to time that God will need us as the people of God to begin to make national impact and trying to address what we are really dealing, dealing with at its root. At its root. It's not just a personal matter. It's not just a small matter. It's something that is beyond what any of us on our own can easily comprehend. But thank God our God is greater. Hallelujah. Our God is greater. And tonight as I was just praying for service, God said you guys should speak over the nation again. Pray over the nation again. Some things are being done where the affairs of this nation are concerned. Please, we are still talking about pressing forward that if they are not properly addressed, hallelujah, if they are not properly addressed on a spiritual level, and what I really saw in my spirit is these are things that will affect Nigeria for the next decade or even two decades to come. If they are not properly addressed, properly spiritually addressed by people exercising authority, yeah, there will be people that move forward. Oh, there will be organizations that move forward. But really and truly, the nation will be held back. These forces, if they prevail, they will hold back things in the land. And that's not God's plan for us. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. The kingdom requires force. What Elijah did there was spiritual force. Spiritual force. And God backed them up. God will back us up tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. We're going to pray for a few minutes. And the scriptures I read earlier on, I want us to understand that we, we have authority. Somebody say, I have authority. Uh, Matthew 26. Let's, let's read that text and then we're going to pray. Matthew 26. Say, I have, I have authority over the nations. Glory to God. 28, 26. Sorry, not 26. 18. Not 26. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations. Can somebody declare all nations? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I may command you. And lo, I am with you always. God was with. Elijah on that mountain that day. Now, my emphasis here is not about evangelism, no. My emphasis is all authority. You have authority over the nation. Praise God. We have authority over the nation. And we can pray in a few minutes and decree things that can break chains, spiritually speaking, address things. There was one text I also wanted us to look at. Please, one more just before we pray. Address things that affect these nations. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 2. This is the final one and then we'll pray just for about 10 minutes. Deuteronomy chapter 2. Final text I want us to look at tonight. After God told them, we, we looked at verses 1 and 2 last week. Let's read that again. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke to me, and we scattered the mountain for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, you have scattered this mountain long enough. 
turn northward. Turn northward. And you come down. God now spoke to, um, to Moses in verse... Glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm trying to see, see the verse. Okay. I noted it somewhere. Let me just try and pick up that part of my nose. Close that part of my nose. Hallelujah. Um, glory, glory. Just a second, please. God now told him, I have given you verse 31. That's the verse. The Lord said to Moses again, after I told them, turn not word. Verse 31 is what I'm looking for. I have, watch this, I have be, the Lord said to me, see, I have begun to give Sihon and his land over to you. Begin to possess it that you may inherit, inherit his land. Praise God. He told him further than again, another king, um, verse, chapter 3 from verse 1. Let me read verse 2. And the Lord said to me, do not fear, for I have delivered him, the king of Og. I have delivered him and all his people and his land into your hand. You shall do to him as you did to Sion, the king of the Amorites. When God said, I have given you authority. Praise God. I have given you authority over this king, over that king. Now begin to, he said, begin to engage him in battle. Begin to possess it. Begin to exercise authority. And that's how Moses, particularly in this phase of the children of Israel moving forward, that's how they were able to move forward and conquer territories in their promised land. What did they do? They just exercised the authority God gave them. They exercised the authority. Interestingly, if you read the story, these people were bigger than them. They were bigger than them. But, um, chapter, chapter 2, if you go back to chapter 2, verse 32, after God told him, I have given you the land of the king of Sion, then Sion and all his people came out to fight, to fight us at Jehaz. The people came to attack them. It didn't look like the children of Israel had the power to dominate them and to conquer them. They didn't look it. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. He told them, begin to exercise your authority. Begin to exercise your authority. And it was as Moses led the children of Israel to begin to exercise authority over all these kings, one king at a time, one people at a time, one land at a time. That's how the children of Israel kept moving forward, kept moving forward, kept moving forward until they took over the entire promised land. Hallelujah. Now, we are not going to go and kill the Benin people or Niger people. Our president is thinking of going to fight for the democracy of Niger. No, that, that's not where we operate. But listen, listen, the crux of the matter, and I, want, I, I hope we can see it, some of these things that are holding us down in your personal finances, I, I was talking with someone, um, I can't remember where it was, we were just talking about a, a family, and this is a very common kind of story. They had some difficulties in their family, I think, was it that maybe the husband lost his job or something like that? And before long, it's there to create tension between the husband and wife. And it affected their marriage. And at the time the person was telling that story, they were really in a very, very bad and rocky place. And that's something that we can see that affects people all over the land. And when things are affecting the nation on a national level, it's going to have a lot of impact in people's personal lives. But sometimes, no matter how many brooks or Zarafet you move to, you have not solved the problem. Because the king that you are supposed to exercise authority over to move him out of the place, take over his life, he's still there. He's still there. And that's what God showed me tonight, to press forward at times. You have to use the authority I'm giving you. 
over nations, over territories. Use it. He said, when you come together tonight, take some time to pray. Use it. Hallelujah. He said, in him was life, and that life is the light of men. The light shines. There's a lot of darkness over the nation. But the church can arise. Like Elijah was just a man. So that's what the Bible told us. He was a man like us. The Bible said he prayed. He exercised his authority. And he prayed and fire came down. Hallelujah. And fire turned the hearts of the nation of Israel back towards God. And the cloud of darkness shifted over the nation. Hallelujah. And the nation was able to move forward. Praise God forevermore. Rise on your feet. We have just but a few minutes left. Hallelujah. I have given you the king, the land of the king of Geshem. I've given you the land of the king of Og. Begin to contend with him. Begin to possess his land. Declare with me tonight, say, Heavenly Father, we stand on behalf of our nation, Nigeria. And we intercede right now with the authority you have given us. Where the destiny of this nation is concerned. We intercede concerning the things that are going on in our nation at this time. We come against evil forces that are holding this nation back. Lord, we know you have a full understanding of what is going on. We may not know everything, but to you, whose eyes are everywhere, you can see everything plainly. But you have given us authority over the nations, including our nation, Nigeria. And tonight, we stand in faith and we declare anything that is holding Nigeria back spiritually, financially, economically, judicially, and in every significant aspect of this nation, we come against such forces right now. We exercise the authority you have given us, like Elijah did, against the evil forces set against this nation. And we declare that from today, this nation moves forward. We contend, we fight, we use force against anything contrary to the progress of Nigeria. Anything hindering Nigeria from going forward, we declare no. And we activate the power of God that is greater on our inside against every oppression of darkness where the future of this nation is concerned. Lord, like Elijah, we take our place and we release that authority. We release that power over the affairs of this nation. You said where two or three are gathered together in your name, you are in our midst. You said that if two or three of us shall agree concerning anything on earth, it will be done for us by our Father in heaven. So tonight, we come into agreement as the body of Christ in this nation and we decree over Nigeria, go forward, go forward. Say it again, Nigeria, go forward. Nigeria, go forward. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Nigeria, go forward. All the issues that are holding this nation back, we say go forward, go forward. We declare that the body will rise. The body will rise. The body will rise. The body of Christ in this nation will rise. As we take our place. And exercise authority. Over the nation. Over the nation. Over the nation. 
for you have given us authority over nations. We exercise authority over the nation because you have given us authority over nations. Elijah prayed that there will be no rain over Israel for three years and there was no rain. And then he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. He exercised authority over the nation. Tonight, we exercise our authority. Our authority that is greater. And we declare Nigeria moves forward. Moves forward. Moves forward. We move forward. We move forward. Whatever is holding this nation back, every evil king that is hindering this nation from moving forward, we come against them right now. We use the force of the kingdom, the power of the kingdom, and we decree that their counsel comes to naught. We paralyze them by the power of the Holy Ghost, and we declare this nation moves forward. Moves forward. Every mountain that God has given the church in this nation, we declare that the church begins to possess those mountains. The church begins to possess those positions of authority. The church begins to possess those mountains. And the church begins to displace the evil forces in those places. In the name of Jesus. The kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force oh we secure the future of nigeria by the power of god the authority of god that we possess as a church we secure the future of this nation in the name of jesus The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.